Hey, welcome back to Real Estate Made Simple. This is Rick Bosley, the team leader and the owner of the Bosley team in 3L Coaching. And we are now on episode two of 3612.3. If you missed episode one, you might want to just go back to wherever medium you're listening to this and be able to go back and listen to the introduction. But if not, hey, we're only in episode two. There's a lot to make up. We're going through 3612.3, which is closing 36 transactions, 12 months doing three hours of lead generation a day. And we're going to tell you exactly how to do it. And today's episode is going to talk to you about the power of one, about the focus of the 80-20 principle and make sure you're doing your most important activities, understanding the domino effect and one thing begets another. And we're going to review the nine myths, the actual truths about lead generation. Stay tuned. Welcome back. So the, the power of one is taken from Gary Keller and Jay Papazan's book, The One Thing. And if you haven't read it, go ahead and take a listen to it. We put it in the show notes for a link and it's on Amazon or wherever you want to find it. It's an amazing book and this will help you whether you're in real estate or just you want to have a healthier you, build wealth, understand finances, get in touch with your spirituality. It's just focusing on smaller, more important things. So the power of one can't say enough. They've also have a great podcast, The One Thing Podcast. Uh, so take a listen to that, the power of one. As we think about the power of one, the, the skeptic in us thinks, what exactly is it? And we talk about two main things, and that's uh, the principle of the greatest leverage. It's also known as the 80-20 principle. And the timeless truth that one thing begets another. So let's first review the 80-20 principle. And if you haven't heard this, it's also known as Vilfredo Pareto. And a couple centuries back, a, a research was done in... And they realized that uh, 20% of the company's earnings or wealth, excuse me, 80% of the company's earnings or wealth was owned by 20% of the population. Or 20% of, of the products generated 80% of the revenue. Think about these companies like Apple. Think about these companies, um, you know, whether it's sports or anything else. And they can look at a, a few products that generate that mass amount of revenue. In fact, when Steve Jobs was CEO of Apple, one thing he did was he trimmed out almost everything in the products and he said, what are our highest performers? Let's go focus there, which is why Apple is leading the way with it. So we take a look, we take a listen of the 80-20 principle. And how does this apply to you? Well, if you spend 50 hours a week working, then, then it would argue to say that 10 hours of your job uh, actually creates 80% of your results. And the other 40 hours of your job, they just they don't matter as much. So the question is, how do you know which of those 10 hours are the most important? Well, we're here at a lead generation and lead follow-up class. I'd venture to say it's going to be the things that create the most amount of conversations with your future customers. It's going to be your lead generation and those habits around it. So I want you to realize that 20% of your activities do result in 80% of your results. And there's a class called Bold, and I'm going to reference it a lot throughout this series. And one thing they say is don't mistake movement for achievement. Don't mistake movement for achievement, uh, which means although you were busy, you might not have been very productive. So we're going to ask you to measure your key performance indicators. Measure how many conversations, how many nurtures did you find? How many appointments have you set? How many appointments are you holding? These are your leading measures that are going to lead to your greatest amount of results. If you're spending time doing things that are not allowing you to have realistic conversations and they're not allowing you to go on or set appointments, I'd venture to say you're spending too much time in your 80%. So there's the, the principle of the greatest leverage, understanding your 80-20, uh, and what is your 20% or your big rocks. 
Now, the next thing is one thing begets another. As we think about this, um, once you master one thing, it becomes easier to master the next. Once you have a good habit in place, the next habit is actually easier. And this can work inversely as well. One thing begets another could work in the opposite direction. And we've heard of gateway drugs, right? Or, or it's a slippery slope, right? Oh, don't do that, it's a slippery slope. Or it's because one bad habit rolls into another bad habit. And, you know, one drink leads to multiple drinks. Or if I wake up and go to the gym, I'm more likely to also have a healthy breakfast. One thing begets another. So how does this apply to you in, in real estate? Or how does this apply to you in your business? Oftentimes, it's going to be if you wake up to own the day, that's a great step in the right direction. You're probably going to then purposefully plan your day. You're not going to be rushed. You're going to be in a better mood. You're not going to come in late to a meeting and all of a sudden have to rush that out. So just waking up early, and The Morning Miracle is a great book to learn about that, but waking up early gets your mindset right, gets you structured. One thing begets another. When I coach agents and and they know that they're not having enough real estate phone calls or, or prospecting or lead generation, I kind of take the philosophy of couch to 5K, right? We're not looking to make you run a marathon right off the bat, but let's just take that first step. What if you could just make your first phone call by nine o'clock? If it's your last phone call as well, but if you make your first one by nine o'clock, I consider that a win. And that's when we're focused on progress over perfection. So you make your first phone call by nine o'clock, one thing begets another. There's a good chance since you're in momentum mode, you're gonna keep making phone calls. You can just see those good habits coming through there. It's the law of momentum. And you can apply that force and all of a sudden law of momentum says as you do it and you build momentum, it becomes easier and easier and easier to do. The other thing that this is doing for you, not only is it make it easier for you to make your next phone call, you're building a habit. You're building a habit that you're gonna do it tomorrow and the next day and the next day. One of the tools they offer us and the one thing is the 66 day challenge and you can find it on the resources at onething.com or just go get a calendar and say what's the habit that i know is that first thing that's going to be the easiest and all it takes is effort it takes a little no skill and let's go start with that let's go do that 66 days in a row and then let's go create that thing into a habit now we say 66 for you it might be 21 or it might be 121 who knows as we think about this, it's commonly, we can, we can think about it in bowling, right? As long as you hit that, that perfect spot of those pins, you don't have to hit all 10 pins, the rest do the work. Or dominoes, you click over one domino and the rest is gonna do the work through that energy and it becomes easier and easier to do it. So there's the power of one and that's one thing begets another. You just have to make sure that you are doing the most important one thing that will create dividends and give you the, the rest of the uh, ripple effect, the compound effect. So here's a question we ask, what's under the hood? When you look at people you aspire to be, your agents or entrepreneurs or your competitors, and you're like, man, man how do they do it? How do they, how do they create that business or that lifestyle, that discipline or have that body or whatever, build that wealth? What is it about that real estate agent, that loan officer, or that, that inspector that keeps them running over and over again? Here's the answer. It's a lead generation. Now, lead generation, I'm going to just inverse that for you. Generate a lead. Now, what's lead? It's someone who's thinking about doing business and they consider you. That's a lead. You have a conversation with someone who's thinking about doing business and they would consider you. And then it's your job to convert and cultivate them over time. So that's the answer is we've got to do that over and over again. If we think about the power of one, one goal is going to be your transactions. We are in the for-profit business. Now, when I hear people say, I don't do this for the money, I'm going, well, are you sure? I think we do this for the money. 
Now, I'm glad you love what you do and you don't do it only for the money and you never jeopardize your morals or your family or your character for the money. So it's not the end all be all. I believe success does have conditions, at least for me. As a husband and a father, I believe success is conditional and it's not going to be to jeopardize the other more important things in my life. But at the end of the day, yeah, I show up to make money. And so our one goal is going to be our transactions. Our one discipline around that goal is lead generation every day. If we're talking about this series, it's three hours every day, and that becomes your habit. So your discipline is lead generation. Your habit is going to be that you're going to start it in the morning, and you're going to do it for three hours. Now, we get a big argue of going, why do we have to be in the morning? My clients have a, a higher pickup rate in the afternoon. You know what? That might be true, but I know history tells us that if you can take care of the most important things early on, it's the less amount of distractions, interruptions, illness, hijackings your day is going to have, you're more likely to take care of that one thing that'll have the biggest ripple effect. Now, what's the deciding factor in becoming the best? Is it talent? Is it intelligence? Is it motivation? Is it your personality? No, that's not the deciding factor. Those are all, they help, right? You might have an edge. You might have a higher conversion rate, especially your network. Here's what the deciding factor is. It's your effort. Time on task over time. You know, I think about... I was overall a pretty athletic kid growing up, and I just took for granted my ability to, whether, whether it was baseball or basketball or football, I was able to just kind of hang. And I always, even growing up, I said, I'm never the first pick, I'm never the last. I could always just be in that middle. But over time, I didn't put in the discipline. And I was a starting running back, and then I was lost my job, then I'm a fullback, and then all of a sudden, I'm second string, and then I didn't make the team. Yes, I stopped growing, so I can make all sorts of excuses, but really what happened is I didn't put in the work, and I saw my peers next to me putting in the work. So time on task over time will always outweigh natural talent. If you have a natural talent, don't take it for granted. Go be elite and put in the effort with the talent. That's how you guys are going to become elite. So we're looking at three. Three is the most important number of this formula, of the 36-12-3. It almost comes to another bold law called be, do, achieve. All right, you want to achieve 36 transactions. First, you got to be someone who can lead generate three hours every day. It's the single most important commitment. So let's think about nine truths and nine myths around lead generation. They're tightly held misconceptions that I want to kind of debunk right now for us, right? The first one is not all leads are good leads. That's a myth. They're not bad leads. They're all just not equal. I'd say a lead's a lead, and frankly, I could give I give any agent a list of people, and if I tell them, hey, these are amazing leads, they're going to go into it with the mindset of they're amazing leads. So, so much of them being good or bad is how we think they are. So treat every lead as it's equal until they tell you otherwise. And the way we can do that is not have a bias against them. The way we can do that is we put in some systems. And if we get a new lead, an inquiry, or a sign call, or an internet, or online, or referral, well, our, our only objective really is to talk to them. And so a system that we have in place is the 10 days of value. And we'll get into this more with converting the database, but 10 days of value for 10 days in a row, you're going to make an effort to establish that conversation, establish that contact. Once you do it, you convert them to an eight by eight that you offer an item of value eight times over the next eight weeks. This cements you as someone who they can trust, as the expert of your industry, Depending how they respond to you for those 10 days of value and how they respond to you for the 8 by 8 they'll tell you what kind of lead they are. But if we don't treat them all the same in the beginning, 
we're going to miss out on some great opportunities. So every lead is a good lead until the actions tell you otherwise. Myth two, lead generation is really hard. Here's the truth. It's actually really simple. Nothing I've said here is required a doctorate. Nothing I've said here is re required a translation. So don't confuse effort with enjoyment. It's actually simple and easy. It just takes a little bit of effort and sometimes monotonous and sometimes a little bit boring. So sometimes it's not all that fun, but it's not hard. It really is a choice and you're choosing to make it hard through a lack of discipline or lack of structure because you're choosing and you're, you're confusing uh, ease or difficulty with enjoyment and effort. So it's simple. It's not easy. Uh, so think about that. Okay, number three, you're too busy. You don't have time. Yeah, I talk to agents that say, tell you what, you want to hit 36 closings? Go lead generate for three hours a day. Be like, oh, I just don't have the time. Well, it's a choice. It's not an issue of having time. It's an issue of making time. How important is it? Because unless you have some formula that we haven't been aware of right now, it's going to put in the effort to get the results, whether you want the six-pack, whether you want to make the starting team, or whether you want to play professional uh, guitar or musician or piano or go sell 36 homes or 360 homes or 3,600 homes. It's about creating time, and the way you can create time is better discipline, better structure. Sometimes we're going to incorporate some leverage into our life, some people, some systems, some tools to go create the time. So you have the time. You're likely just a little bit sloppy or inefficient or selfish or undisciplined. Let's go make the time. The time is there. Myth number four, I don't have to lead generate. If I do a good job, people will come to me. And you know what? They might. They might come to you, but not all of them will. And especially in this day and age, information is nothing that people are short of. They can Google it, they can find it, and they can find 15 different things. So we don't need information. They need service of useful and needed information. And sometimes if we wait for them to call us, that's under the assumption that no one else is target marketing or prospecting towards them. And frankly, especially in an industry like real estate, it's never further from the truth. So there's two things they were talking about. Our database is our moat. And we think about a moat like Game of Thrones, right? It's to keep out the other kingdom from coming in. Well, it's also to put a barrier for the people don't leave. And as long as we can provide every service and every value and every resource for our people in our castle, they don't have to leave our, our kingdom, right? And so the two things that the moat does, it keeps the enemies out. It keeps our, our database in as long as we can provide and let them thrive within it. So when you're doing lead generation, you're offering items of value, whether it's philanthropy, whether it's connections, whether it's resources, and just understanding how can you help them. If you're a financial advisor, you need to know about your financial goals of your people. If you're a real estate agent, you have to know if they're thinking about buying and selling. So yeah, if you do a good job, they might come to you, they might refer you, and we've got to keep playing offense because it's almost like wandering sheep or toddlers in the middle of the road. They're going to wander. They're going to be curious, and they're susceptible. Myth number five, I can't lead generate because I don't know what to do and what to say. Uh, I've been talking a lot about this with our agents, and I'll tell you the deadline is more important than the content. The deadline is more important than the content, which means if you don't know what to do or don't know what to say, just doing something for three hours will only make you better at what to do and what to say. Through bold, I'm going to reference it again to talk about our job description is doing five things. That's lead generation, lead follow-up, going in appointments, negotiating contracts, and scripting and role play. And I'm just going to put education and growth. So if you don't know what to do or what to say, then let's go make that part of your time block. 
part of that 20%, but not at the expense of you doing your core habit. And that's doing your three hours and get better and better and better. Over time, it becomes easier. It's like riding a bike. Myth number six, I don't need to lead generate. I have enough business. You do need to lead generate. You know, there's no such thing as too much business because we never know when life's going to show up. We never know when the market's going to shift. Or, and I'll just say it out there, if you have the opportunity to create more leads and you choose not to, you're being a little bit selfish. Can I say that? You're being a little bit selfish because not only are you not doing your best service for your clients or customers out there, and they might get less than service, there's also jobs that you could be employing, people that you could help support and change their lives. So, so keep going. Keep that core discipline. Watch your business flourish. And now you're building and leaving a legacy. So keep growing that business. Myth number seven, I don't have anyone to help me uh, do everything that must get done. And that's kind of like the chicken or the egg, isn't it? It's the, it's the card of the horse of when you have enough kind of leads to get your closings, then we can actually have choices and we can create some help and support. So if you don't want to do paperwork anymore, hire someone else to do your paperwork. If you don't want to show homes, hire someone else to show homes. You're able to make an impact and contribution in their lives. You can actually create a better customer service for your customers because you have a team of people. So if you it's be, do, achieve again. If you, if you would like to achieve the team, then go be the type of person who has a team and keep going there, but don't sacrifice the 20%. Am I beating the dead horse yet? Myth number eight, I don't have the money to lead generate. There's two ways to lead generate, with money or with time. If you don't have the money, then you probably have the time. If you don't have the time, then you probably have the money, right? They, they, they kind of counterbalance people. If, if you have no job and no money, you got all the time in the world. If you got five jobs, and then you probably have all sorts of money in the world. So lead generation does not have to cost money. Find ways to do it. Uh, Gary Keller talks about his first year. The only thing you should budget for is a new pair of shoes every two months and, and some maybe some ice packs for your hand because you're knocking on so many doors and walking so many sidewalks. So just get out there, have the real estate conversations. We're going to talk about how to do it in a cost-effective way. And the last myth is I can't lead generate because I'm not a natural lead generator. And truly, no one's a natural lead generator. We're going to master those skills. We're going to master those skills over time. It kind of goes back to the previous myth. You don't know what to do or what to say. If it doesn't come natural to you, then let's find ways that it can. Let's figure out who you are in your previous life and how to merge that into who you can be as a realtor or whatever your profession is. To be great, you have to be willing to do things that don't come natural to you. It's leaving your comfort zone. When you can leave your comfort zone, great things can happen. All right, so that concludes episode two here of 36123. We reviewed the power of one, the 80-20 principle the domino effect of one thing begets another, and the nine myths, and frankly, the truths. If you like what you hear, make sure you comment or subscribe. Ring that bell so you'll be notified every time you drop a new episode. And stay tuned. We're going to keep moving on next week for the next episode. Thanks again. This is Rick Bosley, making real estate simple for you to digest and live a great life. Take care.